Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Well, good morning, church family. It's Pastor Chris here, and as you can tell, I'm not with you this morning. I took the past week off just to rest and relax and actually had the chance to drive up to uh, Manhattan, Kansas to see our our middle son, Tim, and probably now I'm uh, continuing to put together our house after all of the work that we have have done there over the past eight weeks. But you are in in tremendous hands uh, today with uh, Reverend Dr. Richard Dunnigan, who will be bringing uh, the message to you here shortly. I am just so thankful for uh, for for Richard and for uh, this the love and the support that he has given uh, me and to Tracy. Uh, the last time he was here was uh, the Sunday uh, of, of my mom's funeral, and I'm just thankful that he's able to come in more of a uh, a cheerful time. And I know that he will be a blessing to you as you hear him proclaim God's word. So would you please join with me and give Reverend Doctor Richard Dunnigan a a warm Royce City welcome. We didn't have that at the early service. That's nice. <laughs> we did get the applause, which was really nice, too, so uh, I, I do appreciate that. Um, the most important thing is that we're going to look at God's Word, and I invite you to, uh, to read along with me as, uh, as we look at 1 Peter chapter 2. He says, Therefore, get rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, like newborn babies. Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and exiles in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. May the Lord bless the reading of this holy word in our hearing. Now, there's an old story about a, a rabbi in a Russian city around the time this building was being built, the early 1900s. Disappointed by his lack of direction and purpose in his life, he wandered through the, uh, that chilly evening, wandering through the streets of this city, his hands thrust deep in his pocket. He he wondered and he doubted. Uh, it questioned his own faith in God, in the scriptures, and his own calling to ministry. The only thing colder than the Russian winter air was the coldness in his own soul. He was so enshrouded in his despair that he 
without knowing it, wandered off into a Russian military compound, which was strictly off limits to civilians. Just then, the silence of the evening was shattered by the bark of a Russian soldier. Who are you and why are you here? <coughs> the rabbi said, what, what, what? I said, who are you and why are you here? What are you doing here? Uh, oh, uh, I'm, 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 he said, in a, in a tone not meant to antagonize, but he said, the rabbi said, uh, sir, excuse me, but uh, how much money do you make each day? What's that have to do with you? The soldier asked. And with the look of somebody who had just discovered something brand new, he said, I will double whatever you get paid if you'll just ask me those same two questions every day. Who are you? And why are you here? Let me be the Russian soldier for you today. Who are you? What are you doing here? You know, whether or not we are aware of it, God has an answer to who we are and what we're doing here. It's found in the scripture that we just read. The New Testament is clear. First Peter tells us that you are a chosen people. You are a holy priesthood. You're part of a holy nation. You are one of God's own people. And he goes on to tell us what we're here for. And that is, we are, we are here as, as the people of God to, to bring praise to him. But he goes on to say, you're also in this, as this, you're aliens. You're exiles in the world. So that's how we're to conceive of ourselves. You know, not as, not as average Janes and Joes, but as a whole different kind of people, a whole different breed of humanity. Not, not people who are looking for love in all the wrong places, trying to accumulate as much stuff as we can get. Not just those who, are, who, who return good for good, but evil for evil, if that's what comes our way. No, 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 no. We are to be a redeemed humanity who, who seek to, to give love, whether or not we get it. Not, not seeking the approval of the elites, but seeking to, to share love with people, giving away our resources for the needs of others and returning good, whether or not what comes to us is good or evil. You know, if you start speaking kindly about your enemies, however, and if, if you give away a significant portion of your, of your money to the work of Christ, not just your French fries, if, in fact, you start loving people who, by most standards, are not so lovely at all, then people are going to look at you like you're kind of weird, like you really are an alien. They might even call you a Jesus freak, like they used to 30 years ago. But at some point, folks, we got to ask ourselves, do I really believe this Jesus business or not?
Do I believe it enough to stake my life on it, to live my life according to it? Do I really believe this Jesus business? In other words, am I part of a chosen people? Am I a royal priest unto God? Am I part of a holy nation? Part of God's own people? Or am I just like everybody else in this wretched world? As a Russian sentry asked the rabbi, who are you? Twenty years ago, I came across a book that I really like. It's called Mean Genes. That's genes with a G, not a J. Okay, so it's about genetics. And in one chapter in it is devoted to talking about the herring gull, which is a variety of seagull. It, you know, naturalists, naturalists have studied the herring gull because they've studied virtually every life form on the planet. And, and we know some, some interesting facts about them. And amongst the most interesting is that the herring gulls actually make great parents, but they're lousy at building nests. And so a typical day for herring gull is to leave the nest and go off and scrounge around for food all day. But when they come back, often the eggs have rolled out of the nest. they got to go retrieve them and repair the nest. But as the, as the scientists have studied them, they discovered a rather interesting fact about how they, they go about doing this. That is to say, invariably, the, the herring gull retrieves the biggest eggs first. They always go after the biggest eggs and bring them back first. Now, the scientists have concluded that that's really because the, the, the birds sort of inherently know that the bigger eggs are the ones that are most likely to hatch. And so in order to, to ensure the survival of their species, they, they go after the ones that, that will produce new, new birds for them. And so some of the scientists, kind of a little bit sadistic, you know, the, the, the image of the stereotype of a mad scientist is not always just a stereotype. Uh, one of these evil scientists began replacing real eggs with fake eggs made to look like real eggs just to see what would happen. And sure enough, the herring gulls retrieved those eggs. And if they're the biggest, they get retrieved first. But then, in order to really confuse things, the scientists started replacing the biggest egg with a bigger egg and a bigger one and a bigger one and a bigger one still until finally they actually placed eggs out there that were so big, they were bigger than the full-grown bird itself and wouldn't even fit in the nest. And yet, the herring gulls inevitably retrieve those eggs first. Stupid birds. But I got to tell you, I think we're not so different from the herring gull. We really aren't. We also think that bigger is better. More is better. But like the herring gull, we also fail to look at the quality of what it is that we are stocking up on, what it is that we're spending our life on, what seems so valuable to us. And one way you can see this, the, probably the easiest way, is, is what we spend our lives trying to accumulate. 
Let's just be real, just like with the children's money. We like money. We want money. I'll take all I can get. Thank you very much. We, we try to hoard it. But you know, the scriptures teach us that we as the people of God are being formed and fashioned to become fitted, not just for this world, but for another world. We are, we are being made over into the image of Christ so that we fit with Christ in heaven. And when the New Testament paints a picture of heaven, one thing that's not there is money. Oh, gold, yeah, there's, there's gold in heaven. But you know what gold in heaven is used for? It's street paving material. Revelation 21, 21 says in, the, in the, the, the New Jerusalem that the streets are paved with solid gold, clear as glass, beautiful to walk on, but not so much for storing. Can you imagine going tomorrow morning down to the bank and asking to rent the largest lockbox that they rent? So that then you could fill up with asphalt that you dig up out of the city streets. How stupid would that be? And yet that's really what we do with our lives. We spend all our time trying to get stuff to accumulate. But in heaven's value system, gold is not designed for hoarding. It's designed to be spread around for the good of many. And that's what God wants us. That's the attitude he wants us to have about our own riches. But in some bizarre experiment of the devil, we've had the true riches of heaven replaced by asphalt eggs that we latch on to, thinking they're so valuable just like the herring gull, but just like the herring gull who latches on to the asphalt eggs, he ignores the, what seem to be the dubious, not-so-glamorous things that actually are of the most true value. We go for the gold, and yet we ignore justice and mercy, forgiveness, and humility, and people. Oh, my friends, the true riches in heaven's value system are very different from the glitter of the world. So who are you? John Q. Average? Elizabeth E. Every Woman? Or are you part of a chosen people, a royal priesthood and a holy nation? Who are you? Second question that the that the Russian soldier asked, is, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? To, ac to accumulate? To possess? To own? To grab? To get more? Or are you here, as, as Peter says in our text, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light? Now, I'm, I'm about to do something this morning that you've never seen in church before. I know, because I've never seen it before either. Okay? What I'm going to do is, in just a moment, I'm going to take out my magic wand. 
Okay? I'm going to pull out my magic wand. And when I wave my magic wand, 10 years will have elapsed. The next 10 years will be gone. And it will suddenly be 2031. The pandemic will be in the rearview mirror. We'll all celebrate that. But you're probably thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I don't want to lose 10 years of my life. But I'm going to give you something to make up for, more than make up for. I think you'll, I think you'll agree. Because what I'm going to give you is this. When I wave my magic wand and 10 years are gone, every single thing that you have dreamed of, that you have wanted, every goal that you have in life will have been accomplished. I mean, you, you dream big, and it'll be there. You'll, you, you, you'll have it. It'll be yours. That's, that's a pretty cool thing, right? So, so I'll, I'll wave my magic wand. You ready? Here we go. What, what, wait, what did you, you say? You, you don't know what to wish for. Well, probably you'll want to wish for, you know, health and happiness for yourself and your family and your friends. You, you, oh, you'll want to have accomplished things in, in your work, you know, and it, that'll, that'll, I, yeah, you got that too. And, and maybe, you, maybe you'll want to have made a killing in the stock market, okay, or you, maybe you want to win the lottery, okay. Uh, you, want, you want the Texas lottery or you want the Megabucks thing? I, it's all, all you want, okay? So here we go. What? You're saying once all that's been assured, then what? I mean, so I get a truckload of money and every disease on the planet's been cured so that I can live forever. Would you really want to live forever like you are now? Would you? Even if all the goals that you have have been fulfilled, is that really enough? What then? Maybe, just maybe, our goals are too limited. Our desires are too shallow. Maybe we've traded the real eggs for fake ones. As a Russian sentry asked so bluntly, what are you here for? So maybe I ought not to wave my magic wand after all. But let me tell you, I, I know some people Maybe you do too. Maybe you're one of them. Who actually have experienced the true riches that the scriptures talk about. They have really tasted that the Lord is good, as our passage said. But you know, it's almost always a challenge to get there. It really, you go through a lot of pain and struggle. Because what happens is, at some point in, in, the, in the life of a person who experiences the true riches, they come to the point of, of having those two questions really resonate inside. Who are you and what are you doing here? And they didn't have a good answer to either one. They didn't like what they saw. Who am I? I, I, I don't like who I am. What am I doing here? I'm wasting my life. I, I play games on my phone all day. What's my life about? And there's a sense of emptiness that comes. 
we realize our souls really are empty at heart. But then they took that next step. And that next step is to pray. To speak to a God they don't really know yet. A prayer that they're not sure will be answered. But they pray it anyway. And they pray, God, I'm not what I need to be. Who am I? Not who I want to be. So I'm asking you for a new identity. Lord, I want to be part of your people. I want to be a royal priest. That is someone who can minister to you. And who, what am I here for? I haven't had much of a purpose. No real meaning in what I do. But I want a new purpose. I want to learn to live for the praise of your glory. Because you have brought me out of darkness into a wonderful light. That's what I need, Lord. Well, that's, that's what we're after this morning. That we might learn who we are. Compare that to who we want to be. We might look at what our purpose has been and compare that to the purpose we long for. So now the question comes, who are you? What, what are you here for? Isn't it time to answer those questions in a way that can transform your life? I invite you to join me in prayer just now. Lord, it's pretty easy for us to look at a silly bird and laugh when they get distracted and totally off course and don't know who they are or what they're about. But when we look at ourselves and we see the same thing, it's no laughing matter. This morning, God, I pray that you would help us to truly look to you. Lord, I pray that you would help us to answer the question who we are with reality. Who really am I? When it's nighttime and I'm laying there in bed and it's dark and I'm confronted with me, who am I? Do I really have a purpose? God, I pray that you might help us this day to understand you and what you're calling us to be and do. Come, Lord, fill us up. We pray in Jesus' name.
Amen.